Welcome to the School Communication Scoop by School Webmasters. Today's topic is about how to avoid turning off your audience with your edge-speak, also called jargon monoxide poisoning. I'm Bonnie Leedy, School Webmasters CEO, and joining me today is Katie Brooks. She helps our schools with public relations and marketing, and I've asked her to share her expertise. Hi, Katie, and welcome. Thank you, Bonnie. I'm glad to be here. Hockey has been one of my favorite sports since I turned 11 years old. Unfortunately, as you know, it's not a terribly popular sport here in Arizona. So if I start talking about breakaways, five holes, slap shots, and dropping the gloves, people's eyes glaze over, and I can tell they have no idea what I'm talking about. The same thing happens sometimes when I start talking about communications. I get excited and start tossing around words like strategic communications, public relations, target audiences, SWOT analysis, and marketing. Sometimes people will nod their heads because they've heard many of those words before, but it's usually accompanied by a confused look, and I can tell I haven't been clear. Vacant expressions, glazed eyes, confusion, these are all classic side effects of jargon monoxide poisoning. Jargon monoxide is a brilliant term popularized by Kathy Klotz Guest to explain the effects jargon has on communication. Just like carbon monoxide can poison the air we breathe, jargon monoxide poisons our messages. By definition, jargon is special words or expressions used by a particular profession or group that are difficult for others to understand. Every industry has jargon. I dedicated six years to earning a bachelor's and master's degrees in mass communication, and all that mass comm jargon is like a second language to me. As academics and education professionals, there are terms and phrases that you use on a daily basis, to which you possess a much deeper understanding than others outside educational circles. Why does this matter? In Kathy's words, Jargon hurts you and your credibility because it pollutes your message and dilutes any chance for clarity and differentiation that you have. As educational professionals, many of you are also longtime academics. Because of your background, you may not even realize when you use words and phrases that are beyond your audience. Even when your audience members are highly educated, using jargon can hurt not only your message, but your reputation as well. One journalist who has been covering education for over 25 years labeled education jargon as edu-speak. She explains that edu-speak often winds up sowing confusion and rendering important ideas incomprehensible. Here is a real-life example of what I'm talking about. A certain district I work with frequently has a wonderful superintendent. The superintendent is very intelligent, highly qualified, and cares deeply for the students, teachers, and staff in her district. An example of something she might say at a Board of Education meeting is, we focus on learning that produces cultural proficiency, global awareness, higher order, and rigorous thinking. Students will achieve social-emotional learning via dynamics of 3D design, earning their digital citizenship. Maybe you're already familiar with a lot of those terms, but for people like me and the parents in your community, Cultural proficiency, global awareness, digital citizenship, social-emotional learning, those phrases don't mean anything. Sure, we can figure out that digital means technology and citizenship means being a member of a community. So digital citizenship must mean that students are going to learn how to use technology to be responsible members of society. But the truth is, very few members of your audience are going to let their brains think that deeply on one phrase. 
Instead, they will gloss over it and miss your point. That's the best case scenario. The worst is that using terms your audience doesn't understand will make your audience feel stupid. As humans, we don't like to be wrong, and we don't want to feel stupid. When we are made to feel like we don't understand, we disengage, become frustrated, and sometimes even get angry. Back to our real-life example. A letter to the editor in the local paper brought this issue of the superintendent's jargon monoxide effect to our attention. The community member wrote, These phrases are smokescreen double-talk no one can understand. The superintendent's unintelligible words seem to me like a tool to diminish others, namely parents and taxpayers. The author of the letter to the editor was clearly frustrated and angry. And I'll be honest, when I first read that letter, I was offended on behalf of the superintendent. She would never double-talk. Nothing she says is smokescreen. And then I got it. The author said unintelligible words. That's the key. The community member felt talked down to because the superintendent was using jargon. Recognizing and reacting to jargon requires the know-how to step back and analyze your communications. It means making a change in how you present your information to your audience in order to boost clarity. Often by using jargon, we are attempting to establish ourselves as experts and develop a trust with the audience. But the effect is opposite. Yes, we appear to be experts because we sound like we know what we're talking about. But in the end, jargon erodes trust. As you can see from the example, jargon erodes trust because it excludes outsiders. The author of the letter to the editor felt like the superintendent was diminishing the parents and taxpayers of the community by talking above them. In other words, she felt stupid. The author let us know what communication was important to her as she continued her letter, asking, where is the joy of learning for our students expressed? Where is the superintendent's responsibility to family, community, and country encouraged? How are ethics, courtesy, kindness, and thoughtfulness explored and developed with our students? Little did she realize the superintendent was talking about those very things. However, the language the superintendent used caused confusion in her message. When we are experts in something, other people don't know what we're talking about. This is sometimes called the curse of the expert. And in school communications, if we don't clarify our messages, we run the risk of being misunderstood and alienating our stakeholders. In the next podcast, we'll look at how to avoid the curse of the expert and give you some easy-to-follow steps to filter out that deadly jargon monoxide. Thank you all for joining us here at School Webmasters. Be sure to join us next time here at the School Communication Scoop for more helpful tips on how to improve your school marketing, parent engagement, customer service, and so much more. Hope you'll join us next time.